I am Matt Ball. So first question, describe your life before you accepted Christ. Honestly, my life, uh, I had a great childhood, um, grew up in a Christian home, grew up with, you know, on a, on a farm with my parents and my grandparents and all my cousins. And, you know, we all went to a small uh, country church. So I don't really ever remember a time in my life that church and the, and, and, church wasn't a big part of my life, and that was a big part of my family. So, you know, the little church that I grew up in, uh, Hepsibee Baptist Church, uh, was just down the road, and, you know, my grandparents was one of the founders of it, you know. So, oh, really? So we were there, you know, we've always been there, and not, cool. maybe not the founders, but they've always been a part they were of that, the, you know. part of getting my, started. My, my mom's parents, uh, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, and, you know, both my parents were, you know, had a strong Christian family, you know, that they raised us in and, and they were raised that way. So it's just always been <clears throat> part of what I, you know, the way I've been raised. Uh-huh. So was there any like pivotal moments on you growing up in the, the church that stuck out to you? Like you felt like you were closer to God or, you know, I think because of, I've thought about that, that question has been one that it's kind of hard for me to answer sometimes because you know, I'm not the kind of person that has a, a massive testimony of, you know, I've strung out on <laughs> drugs or alcohol or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, and but I think there's a lot of a lot of great things that can come from showing the struggles of actually being in a actually stable Christian family your whole life and how easy it is to kind of stray off of being, you know, because I never had that absolute just turn, 180 degree turn to God, you've got to work. Sometimes you got to work harder at finding those moments, in my opinion. And uh, and I think it just was a slow progression for me um, growing up. You know, then I went. I got older. You know, granted, as a teenager, you know, I was. I had. I, I did things that I shouldn't. You know, obviously, and and I had a lot of good friends that that were. You know, we did a lot of, you know, outdoor stuff, riding four-wheelers and running around and going catfishing and that kind of stuff. And they're just the kind of things that made me who I am. Nothing like dragging a chair around. Possibly. Or... <laughs> we did crazy things, and we had and had a lot of fun, but it was never – I was never in a crowd that was just, like, on the other side of mm-hmm. being a, a, a Christian. Yeah. You know, I might have been in a crowd that was Christian that was acting up a little bit now and then, but, but – but, then I went to college, and uh, I would say one of the pivotal moments might have been when I went to college and met Tricia, because mm-hmm. uh, she was such a strong, she had such a strong faith. She was beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, you know, and, and fell in love with her, and I really, and the other thing about the way her and I met, we were in a group called the West Virginians, and we traveled around the country. And we had a sacred concert, or we called it, it was a, a sacred show that we did and went around to Baptist churches. Mm-hmm. And 
because of what we were doing there. You know, we were getting up in front of audiences and we were, you know, talking about, you know, faith and singing about God and singing about, you know, you know, this was, you know, 30 years ago now, 20 years ago, whatever. Gosh, 30 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's hard to believe. But but I don't I don't know if many people now here at Porterfield probably know that you you have a wonderful voice. Well, and I, Trisha does too. Yeah, we do. We we that's how we met. <laughs> we sang and um but did you get a scholarship to yeah, AB? We both Sorry. paid. Yeah, no. We we both uh had a full scholarship to college and that's how I met her. Uh she was already there and I came in and she was a sophomore. I was a, a freshman. And of course, that is a time in your life, and I know with my kids, um, that's a pivotal time in their life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's what's great about what you know we do here at Porterfield. I think we try to really prepare them for that that transition from the high school and the, the, the family. You know, like me, I was in that family circle of my hometown in Little Grafton, West Virginia, but I didn't get thrown to the dogs mm-hmm. when I went to college. I went to a Christian college. Uh, and I was in a group that was really focused around music and, and you know, a lot of worship music. So by being in front of people and by doing that, it, it made me realize that I didn't want to be a hypocrite up there talking to people about and, and giving testimonies and talking about the songs we're singing. And, uh, For it not to be real. And yeah, I need. I wanted to be real, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I wanted to be living that, <clears throat> and that was a little more of a progression. And that, and just seeing the way Trisha's faith and and that, and um, not that I didn't have a strong faith, I just kind of built it. And there was other people that around me in that group that that came in that came from different you know walks of life that were had a little bit that were a little farther in their Christian relationship, and uh, and I kind of would step up to that level by being around them and learning from them. So, and that's, that's what, you know, I think is really the progression in, in all of our Christian life is how we can, you know, look at no matter what stage you are, I feel like you need to seek out people that are just a little bit above you and where they're at. And I think that helps bring you up. And then you also need to remember that you're going to be that person for somebody below you. So, that's that's you know and it's still that way you know I, I that happened in college and then I we got married I came here and then there's so many people I could name from this church you know Ron Anderson Roger Heft and you know so many people that I've really grown uh, Jim um, Preston <laughs> Jim Preston yeah, gosh man that's right. you know all these guys that <laughs> that I've just they've become family to me but I've also they were a little farther I feel like in their and their knowledge journey. and yeah. their spiritual knowledge than where I was, and I've they've they've pushed me to learn, and I feel like that's how it's supposed to work, you know. And you, you've been one of yeah, cool. you and Mark you. and and everybody. So I got off track there, but that's no, that, how that, that's what that's we're how talking that all about. Works. That's so it's really good. Uh, so there's know. there wasn't a Matt Ball. Well, and I, I I do want to say that I, I think you're 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 right on the fact that. Everybody has a testimony, and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes I think for people that grow up in the church, they feel like, "Well, I don't have a dynamic testimony." But yeah. 
but every testimony is important and yeah. just that stability and that faithfulness is a testimony in itself of yeah, God's absolutely. continual, you know, taking care of you and watching over you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure you can look back and see areas where he kind of maybe safeguarded you to keep oh, you yeah. out of the wrong crowd and oh, yeah. kind of, you know, kept you on the right track absolutely. with people that could be influential. And still does today. Yeah. So. so what have been some of the journeys in your life that were valleys, that, that were struggles or, or hardships that you well, had to go through? One of the biggest ones um, definitely was a few years back when we lost Trisha's dad and then not mm-hmm. too long after her mother. And, uh, you know, the, the, the circumstances around her dad passing and me having to see her hurt so bad. And that was a time of uh, really, it was, a, it was a dark time, you know, for our family, for us to to deal with those and the feelings about that. And, and, you know, at first we had, you know, we'd lost her dad and we were dealing with her mom that had had some brain injury issues and some, some of that. So, um, it was, we went from, you know, everything's super to all of a sudden our focus in life went to something else. And it was quite a few years that we was kind of through that. And then we, then after shortly, not too long after her, uh, her dad, past uh her mom did and that was a tough time uh it was a time that I had to kind of step up and be the one that was you know Trish is such a nurturing person and I am too but I realized then that uh she needed somebody extra support extra and and that's where I you know it was a dark time but I also found through that time the absolute closeness of the Christian family that I've got here in Porterfield and around this area and, and everywhere that just literally was there to lift us up and to support us. And and that that's another one of those steps in your faith where you start, you know, he put us in a really bad spot there with what we were dealing with, but all around us was all these great things happening that was, whether we realized it at first, we now, you know, over time we realized that he was... He was lifting us up through, through the people, the the church, and the and and the others and the, the around us that were helping us. So, yeah. So you mentioned leaning on other people, but you know, as far as you guys, uh, you know, what? How did you lean on the Lord through that time? A lot of with prayer. The other people, yeah. <laughs> a lot of prayer and uh, kind of forced you to. There your was knees. a lot of anger. I mean, honestly, the, yeah, the sure. there was there was there was for me. It was you know why. Why does this have to happen uh, the way it did? And and uh, it really uh, it tried my faith, uh, but it also you know I'd, I'd say it was probably trying on my wife's as well, obviously. But you know we're stronger for it now. Yeah, uh, that's why I think it's interesting about the valleys because it does. Nobody wants to go through those dark that, times, but uh, it does help us a lot of times strengthen ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, talking about your childhood a little bit, you going back to that, what was what was kind of like your childhood? You mentioned a farm. So what yep. what things did you do on the farm? Did you guys have animals? No, we threw cow pies at each other. <laughs> we My dad was a, a diesel mechanic and uh we lived on the same you know big farm as my grandparents who had a dairy farm. Uh so, you know, growing up you know, was my, my grandparents had a dairy farm, and then later my dad was drove a, the truck to deliver the milk. So I was always kind of in that, you know, with my cousins, and we, 
was at the farm and and then later on you know they kind of got out of the dairy business and uh, so i've always been in the a country boy that, yeah. that's where i'm comfortable uh-huh. that was that was a tough move for me to to move here years ago you oh, know, sure. i i grew up on you know out in the country and and then uh how big a farm did you guys have not a real up? big farm oh, okay but just a you small had woods around you pretty yeah, much I had woods i could run and ride four wheelers and hunt and shoot and whatever and when i first moved here i my when, we, when trisha and i got married we lived in in belprey and that, that was oh, just, so you didn't live in the house that you live at now huh okay. no uh for the first till ryan was born uh in uh whatever 95 i think yeah we lived uh we got married in 94 he was born in 95 and uh, we lived in belprey in a little tiny <laughs> little tiny apartment we Loved actually we lived in three different places but uh Oh, I hated it. Oh, I hated it. And and that's actually where uh, Ron Anderson uh, is who I, one of the first people that I met here. And he, I, I can't thank him enough for some of the, he took me under his wing here in this oh, area and, awesome. and took me, you know, gave me a place to hunt him and Scott Cousins and Roger Heft, you know, and Rod and uh, Oscar Grog. We all, I, they gave me a place to do what I'd have always done at home here so that's something i always try to i try to remember when there's new people coming in that i was that guy one time you know maybe lost feeling like man where are you at what what am i doing here you know i was happy i had a wonderful wife and we was having kids but there's part of you that just don't feel right when you're not in the habitat in your own (laughs) habitat you know i needed to be in the country in the woods and and the lord blessed us with an awesome place out uh, out in the country, uh, you know, shortly after we got married, and uh, we've been there ever since, and it gives me a place to do all those crazy country things that I yeah. like to do. So, so you know, what kind of family dynamic do you have? I know you have a – do you have a sister and a brother? Yeah, or? I got a brother and a sister. And then what are the – what's the age difference? Did you guys ever fight? Oh, yeah, they hated me. <laughs> I was so mean to them. Were you the baby? I was the old one. Oh, you're yeah, the old I'm one. I'm the oldest, so – yeah, I, actually, my mom had a a, a a child before me, and it passed away oh, right after birth, and then I was born. So I think they just absolutely just ruined me by spoiling me because I was just a brat. You know, take <laughs> take Ryan and then multiply it by ten. That was me, you know, so, as he was a kid. But but no, uh, and then uh, my brother, I got a younger uh, younger brother, and then my sisters a few years younger than him. So I'm the oldest. Yeah. We all get along good, but uh, I, we didn't really get along that good growing up. To uh-huh. be honest with you, I was a jerk to them, probably. <laughs> you were giving them a tough. They probably love. still don't like. Love. They probably still don't like me. But I've seen them at your house. I think <laughs> yeah. a few times, so they must still like you. Uh, share some funny moments about your life. I know. You, I know. We we've talked already. How many do you want me to share? <laughs> A few funny moments, uh, maybe about your kids or you and Trisha doing stuff together when you first got started. Are you going to edit this? Well, we, we, if we have to. If All you right. Need well, to. I'm going to go for it, and I'll let you decide. <laughs> One of my favorite stories ever. Okay. Okay. And this has to do with family. So, you know, we've got four kids. And, uh, you know, we had Ryan, we had Logan, Jordan, and then we thought, man, we really want to have, we really want to have a girl. So we finally, we had Becca. Well, that was time then for me to shut the factory down, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know yeah. what you mean. You know what I mean? My factory shut down yeah. too. <laughs> so it was time to go to the doctor and get a get that started. So 
having four kids and, you know, it was one of those deals where uh, you're never alone, you know. So I had Jordan with me and I had, and of course, Trisha had baby Becca and, you know, Ryan and Logan were probably in school. I had an appointment with the urologist to get a check, you know, to get everything set up for a vasectomy. Well, I had Jordan with me. And this is actually a funny story about Jordan, too. But anyway, <laughs> so he's, I don't know, three, maybe two, not very big. We're in the office, and I think, I'm going to go in here, and we're just going to have a, you know, the doctor's going to come in, tell me what he's what's going to happen. And he did. Talked about the procedure and what would be done and made sure, you know. Now Jordan's said, in the room with Jordan's you? in the room with me. <laughs> he's playing his little Nintendo. He's sitting in the corner, little tiny Jordan. And uh, everything's all good. And I'm thinking, all right, we're good. And then uh, the doctor said, uh, hey, I just need to give you a quick exam. And I'm thinking, ugh. So I had to drop the drop the drawers there. And Jordan, I'm thinking, he's back here playing as Nintendo. He's not. And the, and the doctor, he checks me out. And I'm in the whole time thinking, this is so awkward. I'm getting checked <laughs> yeah. by a doctor with my son, who's old enough to play a Nintendo. So he's just... Yeah. Well, I look over after I get everything buttoned back up, and he's just staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor goes out. I sit down, and Jordan goes, Dad, my doctor just looks in my ears. <laughs> so you need to get a new doctor, son. Dad, Dad you need to get a new doctor because you don't do that to me. <laughs> that's and then not it, usual. Yeah, that's, that's the look on his face when that that happened was funny. And then he's like scared for it. Yeah. And then uh, actually there's a, a, another story about that same procedure that actually happened a few months later in some super glue and some gauze that didn't get placed where it should. Oh no. Yeah. So if you have that done, listen to the doctors, there's reasons <laughs> why they give you some gauze in some certain places. So. Now, now I heard like vehicles break down on you too. And well, yeah. So we're coming back from. Uh, <laughs> you got you you got to see a video of this one, didn't yes. you? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, we're coming back from. We camp a lot, and uh, we're coming back from North Bend State Park. I think my truck had been acting up, and uh, I oh I had changed the uh, drive shaft, the U joints in the drive shaft, and uh, on the way back it just started making a lot of noise, and I'm thinking, okay, this is. Uh, but we can make it home. You know, we're not that far. Well, we're coming across uh, the Parkersburg, and all of a sudden, the noise goes away, and the truck just stops moving. But it so the drive shaft just come loose, and it came off. It rolls out along the side of the road, and I kind of drift over and get stopped. And I'm thinking, well, there it is. So I run back, pick that thing up, and as soon as I do, that thing is just cherry red, and I oh. <laughs> I just burnt the heck out of my hands and. And my kids video were videotaping. Tape. Yeah, they're not concerned about your well-being, no. are they? They're trying so, to document. There's that. a video out there of that. <laughs> so. uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, knowing your whole family, that you guys enjoy a laugh. And, oh, we and laugh so all you, the time. And it, you were telling me earlier we about. Played, we played cards with the ladybug the other day, and, and it's really hard to explain how funny that really was. <laughs> that You have to ask Ryan about playing cards with uh, Larry the ladybug. Larry so, the ladybug. Yeah. I he almost what, won. I think that's what's interesting about all you guys. You guys have a sense of humor and a, you oh, know, yeah. a playful, playfulness to all. We you. have a lot of fun. You know, I, I don't think being a Christian should ever be boring by far. And and honestly, I think that's what 
I feel like a lot of people are drawn to my kids because they're so fun, you yeah. know. And but they're still good Christian kids. That there's a that, seriousness to them, but yeah. there's also a, a, a fun side. And I'm very to proud of that. I'm yeah. proud of the you know Trisha has done a great job raising those kids. Oh, I mean, you did something too. <laughs> <laughs> She's done a good job. Well, I want to talk a little bit about how God's been using you okay. through something, a hobby that you, yeah. you've always enjoyed. And yeah. first, let's talk about how that hobby yeah. uh, started and then maybe how it moved into something else. Well, uh, back in 2016, um, well, I'll go back farther than that. I've always been a, an outdoorsman, like I said, and uh, love to hunt, love to fish. Well, my dad uh, and I and We've always loved to fish in rivers, and we we started we bought kayaks to start fishing in rivers, and uh, you know we we would do a lot of river fishing, and then I kind of got one of my buddies, Coy Layman, his his wife Andrea uh, goes here too. Uh, we we decided after a few years, I got him in it, and we were doing a lot of river trips, and one day him and I said, "Hey, there's a there's a tournament happening on the New River. Let's." let's just go do it. It'll be fun. So him and I went and we competed in this kayak fishing tournament on the new river. And we did really well. That was like at the end of one year. Well, the next year we decided we was going to do a lot more of it. Um, So we fished that whole year with a a group out of West Virginia called Mountain State Kayak Anglers. And we, uh, you know, did pretty good and had a lot of fun. You know, it was just local, fairly local, but we would fish these tournaments and, uh, what year was it when you first got in, started that first tournament? The first used? tournament was, I think, in 2014. And then 2015, throughout that year, um, is when we fished with Mountain State Kayak Anglers that first year. And then I qualified through that to go fish the Kayak Bass Fishing National Championship. It was the first one they were having in 2016. It was in uh, March or April. And of, of 2016. So I'd qualified for that. And Coy and I, we said, Hey, let's go. You know, we're, there's going to be hundreds of people in this thing from all across the country. We're, we'll never have a chance, but let's just go, we'll go fish Kentucky Lake and, and uh, give it a shot. Well, um, I ended up winning it. Yeah. So I won. And that the, was the national, I, right? I won the first ever kayak bass fishing national championship. And, um, so kayak fishing really isn't that old, is it? Like I mean, as far as getting it started and the tournament series, tournament fishing has probably been, I mean, it really has blown up since probably 2015, mm-hmm. and now I mean we're we're talking. I mean, at that tournament, that was a national championship. Um, of course, there was people from all across the country, and I think there was three two hundred fifty to three hundred people yeah. in this tournament, and I won it. Well, the next year uh, there were, I think. 400 people and then wow. the next year after that there was almost five you know and well, it's just well, speaking so to that first year that you won it yeah what was that like for you to, to well, realize that you won and how, that was how did crazy you you so won? i uh, i won it in on kentucky lake in uh, paris tennessee um and i knew going into it was a two-day tournament i knew going into it that i had a chance but you know it wasn't anything that uh, so by you mean having a chance you you done well i had done day well before. day one and okay. day two i thought well, i got to do pretty good well i ended up catching some really good fish on day two and heading to the weigh-in the way we do that uh, we measure the fish on a board and we submit pictures that you know tag the 
the location and where you caught it and when you caught it so that it's all legit. Yeah. And there's identifiers. It's, it's a whole thing. And, and uh, yeah, special numbers it. you write yeah. on the board. You too, got right? numbers and like your personal number special or boards. And, you know, they, they've got a way to do it to where it's, uh, Keeps it legitimate. Keeps it legitimate. You know, there's been some people cheat and find, you know, but the, over the years it's evolved into better systems. But anyway, I uh, head into the way and I thought, man, I think I might have had a chance to do pretty good and cash a check. Not just win it, but just make some money. Yeah. So I was pretty excited. Well, uh, they uh, they brought me up before the awards. Uh, they Somebody came out and got me and they said, hey, we need you to come to the back. And they wanted to look at all of my submissions again on my phone and verify it just to make sure I wasn't, you know, nothing was wrong. And there was very few people they did that with. And I'm thinking, wow, I must have really did really well. well. Then they get down and they start calling people up and they, they're calling people up and I'd never gotten called. And I'm thinking, man. Maybe you didn't do so. <laughs> maybe I didn't do good. But then uh, so they, I was, they, they called two people up. They got down to the last two, and they called us up. Oh, wow. And I was one of them. And uh, there was probably 30 guys from Mountain State Kayak Anglers that we were all stayed at a house together and great guys. And we were all sitting there together. They were all – they stayed. And uh, when they announced my name, it was just crazy. They came rushing up on the stage, and it was just – it was unreal. You know, um, and that right there was probably, you know – Granted, having my children and getting married are, yeah. are, are the top of that list. But as far as outside of that kind of thing, that was just one of the most incredible feelings is to know that I just beat, I just accomplished something that was really hard to do, doing mm -hmm. something I love. And yeah. uh, coming home from that, um, I didn't even have a Facebook account at that time. Trisha did. And the <laughs> yeah, only way I shared one really, <laughs> well, she had one. I wasn't even interested in doing, having Facebook, but the only way you could get communication through some of these tournaments, they communicated through Facebook. So I signed up to these tournaments and joined these groups with her Facebook page. So a lot of times they were, it would be Trisha ball. Yeah. I, I didn't even add my name to it until after I won the national championship. <laughs> So I added my name to it because that's where I was getting all that information, and I added my name to it. And uh, on the way home, I was getting just requests after requests, people congratulating me, and and it was just it was unreal that I'm sure that was a different feeling. It was. It was, kind it, of it, it was weird. I mean, go from really, nothing to like yeah. something like that to where you're getting bombarded by and, stuff. And it was you know, different manufacturers would was talking to me and and congratulating me that. You know, because I use certain things, and they would be like, you know, I was in a Jackson kayak, and I got a, I got a got a message from, you know, one of the people that I I looked up to at Jackson saying, hey, we, uh, great job, we, you know, congratulations, and yeah, and that, um, so I kind of realized on the way home, and and the the head of KBF, uh, good friend of mine now, his name's Chad Hoover. You know, he pulled me aside afterwards, and he said, Matt, he said. I don't know if you realize this is going to change your life. He said, this is going to be big. You know, yeah. kayak fishing is getting big, and, and you just won the first national. You were the you just won the biggest payout ever in, in a yeah. kayak, you know, at this point. And granted, that's, you know, we're winning that kind of money in some of these other tournaments now, but still. But to be the first, that's really the first, what the first honor, ever, you know. You know and, and he told me that and, and you know, and all that. So on the way home, I'm getting all these requests and, and I'll be honest with you, it was a little, it was overwhelming. It was a little, actually a little scary thinking, man, what do I, what do I do with this? And, 
something just the Lord just kind of put it on my heart. Um, you know, Matt, you've got you're going to have a platform right. that you did not. I just gave you a platform. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. And that was that wasn't an easy thing to have on my heart, honestly, because um, I thought, man, I, I what do I do with this? You know, how do I use this? to glorify him. And, and honestly, the first year I, I really struggled with how, how do I need to do that? And, um, and I got, it just came, kind of came to me, you know, I was always praying during the tournaments and stuff, but I thought, you know, I'm going to start sharing this online, you know, before tournament, that was something that I wanted to start doing is, uh, put, put, when I'm sitting at the ramp the night, you know, the morning before the tournament, I'm, I've always, you know, I'd always pray. I prayed throughout the tournament, but during, before I go out, it's just kind of, you're nervous. And I would just sit there and I just kind of pray and just try to calm myself down. And after a couple of tournaments, I thought, you know, I'm going to, after I get done with this, I'm going to just kind of jot what I just prayed down and post it out there to the world, to, to the, to the tournaments. And it just, was overwhelmingly received as like, yes. man, we really appreciate you doing this. And, and, um, so that kind of started that. Um, yeah. If anybody has a chance to check out some of those beautiful pictures, cause you got the sunrise, yeah. right? I try to, you know, I try to get a, you, you kind of got a plan for it. Cause you know, the sunrise that I'm posting is usually one of the days pre-fishing. I'll sure. get a picture of it cause the sun's yeah. not up yet. We're heading down the water <laughs> in dark. the dark, you know, <laughs> but, uh, and then I'll also have people. I'll I'll reach out to people and like, hey, I'm, I'm going to post my prayer tomorrow. You got a really cool picture that really cool. you know glorifies God. Send it to me, and I'll I'd love to use it. And it's just so overwhelming the amount of honestly the the people that have reached out to me for you know you know prayer for advice for just somebody to talk to. And and I kind of uh, I don't know that I've done a great job of. of utilizing that but it's been something that you know you know how the lord puts you in places and you you kind of fight it yeah you know it's easier to just get up and go fishing than it is to worry about you know doing that but that's what i'm there for i feel like you know so i've got to keep that up and i and i love it and that's kind of one of the things that i'm building right now with some other people where um that has evolved into um um doing fellowship meetings uh, at the events, either before the event or at, right after the event. We're going. We're having a, just a, we call it a, a fisherman's fellowship. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's a good friend of mine. And, and we were talking, I was talking earlier about people that kind of help build you up. Uh, there's another guy that had reached out to me, an incredibly great Christian man that I've, I really look up to. His name's Cody Prather. And uh, he reached out to me last year and said, hey, I love what you're doing. He said, the Lord's put it on my heart that I feel like we need to do something more. And I said, man, I feel the same way. I just, I'm struggling with what to do. Yeah. He said, well, he said, I, I, we need to be having events. We need to be having services during these events. I feel like that's on his heart. And he, I said, it is mine too. So we decided we were going to start, you know, just making it a point, any event that we're at, you know, we're going to have those fellowship meetings. And uh, at the national championship this past year, 
we probably had 80 people stay. That's awesome. And and uh, and basically, we just get up. And you're talking about fellow anglers, right? Yeah, fellow anglers. Or, but we leave it open to sure. anybody. Yeah. I'll put a post out and and say, hey, we're having a fellowship meeting after the weigh-in. Please, anybody come that, that would be interested. And you know, we don't have a scripted thing to talk about. You know, we I kind of, him and I kind of pray about what we want to talk about. But generally, it, it seems like something will be on our, both of our minds. It's it's crazy when we do it together. Yeah. And we'll be like, man, what did you what did you want to talk about? And he's like, well, man, this has been on my heart. And I'll be like, well, let me show you what I was kind of looking at. And I'm like, isn't this crazy? And he's like, no, it's not. That's just God. how the Lord works. Yeah. So, you know, and it's, we don't, it's not a sermon. It's, we just start, we'll share a, a scripture or a, a devotional and then people just start talking. Yeah. And, and that's what we're there for. Just for people to talk about life and about being out on the road. And, you know, cause I, the one thing I don't like about the the tournament scene is that it does take me away from home. Um, and doing this, I feel like it, it keeps, keeps me grounded. It keeps, you know, the, the Lord is going to work through this no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. And I've just got to be willing to do what he wants. And, and, um, it gives us a, a little bit of a, it keeps a focus on him. Yeah. Uh, through this because it's easy to in this sport and any any competitive sport it's real easy to get focused on you yeah you know me you know what am i doing what am i i'm great you know i'm fishing i'm catching fish but that's not really and that's something that i've talked about and i really strive to try not to let kayak matt ball the kayak fisherman be my identity i don't want that to be I am a kayak fisherman, but I'm also a, a child of God. That I'm a follower of God, and I'm I'm a sinner saved by grace, and and that's that's all we all are. So that's kind of the message we want to give out there. That you know anybody can come, come with your problems, come with your you know, and let's talk about it. And and I've had meaningful conversations and prayer with people on the water that's come up to me, and and that's that's uh, that, that means a lot. That's that's heavy for me, you know, that somebody. Uh, looks at me as someone that that would they would want to come and confide in and and I you know that's been something I'm trying to to do yeah I think that's really powerful how God's been using you in that way like you said that you felt God <laughs> saying hey I want you to use this platform for for me you know I'm sure that's humbling you know it is and and it's um, sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing enough and but I know that I I've got to keep looking for ways to to incorporate him and and what I'm doing, or else it's not really for anything. You yeah. Know? If, if there were some words that you would like people to to remember you by, uh, and and just when they think of Matt Ball, just just to be able to that, those words come to mind. What would be some of those words? I want to be humble. Um, I don't want ever. I mean, I'm proud of what I've accomplished in this sport and and what I do, but I don't really um, I don't have a very high self esteem, to be honest with you. I mean, really? that, that that's one thing that I struggle with. You know, um, I probably have I have more self doubt and self. You know, I, I judge myself probably more than I should sometimes. So, um, but I want I want to be humble and I, I want to be somebody that is 
I want you to know that if you see me out on the water or, you know, out to eat with all the guys while we're fishing, that's the same guy that's, that's given that prayer. Not, I don't want to be somebody different Yeah. outside of when I'm being a Christian. You know, I want to be that all the time, but that's also the same guy that can joke around with the guys and have fun that they feel comfortable with, you know, but Matt, that's still Matt, the Christian that's, that's keeping that, keeping his faith and, and his reputation. So, you know, I want to be honorable. I want to be humble. I want to be, um, and I want to be a good fisherman. I ain't gonna lie. I want to be good at what I'm doing. This, this is, uh, the competitive side of me wants to win. You know, I want to go out there and pray for you, but then I want to beat you. (laughs) I do. I mean, that's just, that's the way I am. I mean, but I, but I genuinely, uh, struggle with that sometimes because it's, it's hard to go out there and, uh, try to win yeah and but the lord in the back of your mind say hey matt you need to stop and and pray with this person because they're they're taught they want to talk when you might want to just i need to get down this bank but there's somebody that stops you on the bank that they know you and they just want to talk and it may not be about anything to do with christ but just taking that time to talk to people and being approachable and uh teaching people how to fish teaching people things and just being a a person in the sport that is recognizable and being somebody that's just human and, and able to share, you know, I'm not, that's what I want to be. I want to yeah. be a helper and a teacher and you know, that, I guess, that make any sense. Oh yeah. I heard <laughs> humble, honorable, uh, a teacher. Yeah. yeah. I want to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and I want to win. I want to be a winner. I want to be a winner, and I want to be humble. Is that possible? Yeah. Okay. So, so you already mentioned, but I just want to give you a chance. If there's other people, I know you mentioned Ron and and yeah. Jim Preston and others that have really yeah. impacted you spiritually. Uh, but I'm sure there was even growing up as a kid, there might have been some well, other my, people. My grandparents, my grandpa, my mom, my dad. You know, obviously, but um, really, uh, my wife Tricia has, has been a big impact on so many people and me including yes. you know i was almost thinking about this interview and i was thinking about how trisha's almost more popular than you are here she is <laughs> you're popular she on is. the outside she's popular she on the is inside. <laughs> she's a rock star <laughs> no um you know ron is ron has always been somebody i looked up to jim and and roger and uh, Greg Daniel, you know, mm-hmm. those those guys that I just mentioned. And that's one thing that I will tie this into the whole Porterfield thing. You know, these small groups, um, they can so much become a family. Yes. Uh, and they are. I mean, I've got family in Grafton and, and it's in here, but I look at, you know, the Hefts, the Daniels, the Youngs, the um, um, Prestons, you know, the, uh-huh. those people – have been so much a part of my life that they're genuinely family to me. And that's through this church. Yeah. You know, of course I've been a member of this, my wife's been a member of this church since she was born basically. And, you know, I've been going here since her and I started dating back in, in 91. Wow. Yeah. 90 and 91. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I graduated high school in 92. Yeah. So <laughs> I was in college then. <laughs> Well, I'm probably, yeah, we're not too far from yeah, each other. No. I was in college in '91, so but I started coming here when I'd see her, and then when we got married, I was a, become a member. So this has been family here, and 
Uh, well, and I think that's so great because you're, you know, Trisha and some of the other ladies got into a small group, yep. right? That's what you're talking about. And now some of you guys still yep. meet in your small yeah, group. Yeah, we do. We have a group that we meet and, uh, you know, we do a Bible study and we did that years ago too. And mm -hmm. then, you know, life, you know, I've been a shift worker for years at DuPont and, uh, over the last year, I've finally gotten to where I'm a day turn person. So I actually am home every night. I'm home every weekend or if I'm not traveling for fishing, I'm home. So it's, I can be a part of a small group more so than I was in the past. And that means a lot to me because, you know, that's where you're, it's, it's like going out. <laughs> the way I look at it is, you know, if I'm going to fish a tournament, I'm going to practice, I'm going to prepare, I'm going to get out, I'm going to work on my tackle, I'm going to work on my lures, I'm going to work on my techniques. Well, that's what those small groups and that's what all the different things that happen throughout the week, those are just training sessions all throughout your whole life to to when situations come up, your tor life tournaments, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what you're preparing for. And those are the, those are your, those are your, buddies that are helping you learn how to handle those things. And, you know, it's, uh, well, and kind of adding to what you're saying, is there anything else? I know that that's a big part of what keeps you grounded in the Lord, but is there anything else that you do music or yeah, scriptures or devotions? Honestly, or? Uh, I love music. Um, aside from if I could do, if I could make a living with music and fishing, I'd, I'd, in throw some hunting in there <laughs> be tickled to death so well the hunting provides the meat <laughs> yeah yeah so that takes care of your family right i love <laughs> i just i just love that uh that's just what makes me happy that's what kind I, of music do you like to listen to i love most? praise and worship music i just absolutely love praise and worship music i mean i can that's what i listen to uh when i'm traveling all over the country i'll be driving for 12 hours i've got i'm listening to that or or uh, I, I listen to podcasts with sermons and and just things to just kind of help keep my mind on the right things, you know. Yeah. Um, nothing gets me more emotionally centered to God than music. It prepares me, and and, and I love music. I love to sing it. I love to play it. I love to, you know, and I and I love to, I love music. Play? Do you play an instrument? Yeah, I play the uh, kazoo. The, no, <laughs> no, I can. I play the guitar a little, not much. I've never the, seen you the play trumpet. guitar. That's cool. Uh, I actually was you in band. Fun in fact here: I was. I went to college as a music major. Okay. Yep. That was wow. my. When I went to college, I went to be a music major, and then uh, after the first semester, I realized how much I hated being a music major <laughs> and being forced to do music and the types of music that I didn't like that I yeah. left that and I got into broadcasting. Really? So I have a degree in broadcasting and speech communications. Well, I had no idea about that. That's so interesting. It, that's what I have a degree and it's in. It's kind of interesting that Ryan kind of, yeah, I mean, it's, I yeah. see him doing a lot of that type yeah. of stuff. So that's interesting. Yeah. Actually when back in the day I was, you know, helping with a lot of the sound at, back uh, in when Porterfield before yeah, you. Before the fire. And yeah. Uh, that, I, I loved working with sounds. I love music, sound, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, the, there's only so many things you can, you know, get involved in right now. And fishing yeah. kind of takes a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to tell you uh, how much your family has inspired me, encouraged me as a minister. Uh, just, you, you have uh, just an awesome family. Well, thank you. Your kids have 
you know, I hope I've made an impact in their life, but at the same time, they've made an impact on me. I appreciate that. I want to let you know that. I'm of all the things that I am, you know, proud of my, the, I'm very proud of, uh, the way my kids have turned out. Um, they're all strong Christians. They've all, they've all got a heart for God. They've all got a, um, they're all out there doing things that are glorifying him. And, and I just, you know, you, everybody, you pray that you, you're making the right decisions when you're raising your kids. And, uh, you know, he really has blessed us there. And, uh, and that's, that's something I'm really proud to and, and thankful for. Yeah. Um, is there things that maybe they're on horizon for you, like tournaments that are coming up that this year that you're yeah, doing? And... I've got, I leave next week. I'm, I'm, I fished three, I, I fished two major tournament series uh, throughout the year, and that's where I'm doing a lot of the, uh, that's where we're doing that Fisherman's Fellowship. We're doing them for the KBF Kayak Bass Fishing Series, which is national, and then the Hobie Bass Open Series. I uh, do, do them for those. Uh, myself and um, uh, a fellow named uh, Cody Prather, we're doing that. And then and then there's others. If, if There's other guys that have stepped in and said, hey, you know, if you're not going to be there, we can help um how can people follow you and check you um, out like you can facebook follow me or? on uh on facebook uh at uh matt ball outdoors on facebook um on instagram uh mball t ball uh, uh is my instagram there and then i do have a youtube channel but there's not a lot on there because it just takes so much time but yeah. i've, I've kind of dabbled in wanting to do if i didn't tournament fish so much i'd probably really focus on doing youtube like instructional and just showing fishing stuff but and and i've really been thinking hard about uh wanting to somehow incorporate fishing devotionals videos on my stuff and that's something i've been praying about that's something i actually been wanting to talk to you about about you know how to i want to do them i want to do them right you know i don't want to just but granted i know if we just just doing one is great but trying to figure out uh, the the best way to do it, and sometimes you just got to do it, and that's yeah. what I need to do. Uh, but I've been thinking about that, and then uh, uh, the Cody, the guy I was talking about, we've he's got a starting a page that you can follow along. Um, it's called Fisherman's Fellowship. It's on uh, Facebook, and I'm helping him with that. He's posting stuff there a lot. Cool. Uh, I'm going to try to start posting more stuff there on that Fisherman's a Fisherman's uh, Fellowship page. Um. I'm also parts, you know, there's a lot of great uh, groups out there that in the fish. There's a uh, fishers of men, another good friend uh, that, that I've, I do want to tell this story real quick. When I won the national championship and this is a God thing. Um, I won by a quarter of an inch. Wow. I won by a quarter of an inch and I won over a guy by the name of Clint Henderson. And I, I beat that man by a quarter of an inch and he is an absolute incredible Christian man. He's got a group called Fishers of Men Kayak Fishing. Um, him and I have grown really close, and he is a, he is another person in the fishing industry that I have really leaned on as far as someone I look up to. Yeah, kind of know strong, how to handle that. Strong Christian man, but the way he handled, uh, you would think he wouldn't. Him and I would, but we've grown to love each other through that. You awesome. know, and, and I mean, granted. 
he still rides me about the fact that I beat him by a quarter of an inch, but, <laughs> but he's a good dude and, and a great man. And, and I really look up to him in this sport as a, as a Christian. There's, a, there's a quite a few of them out there, but that's one man. But the man that I beat in the national championship, um, him and I have become really good friends uh, and, uh, through that. So. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that you've had that. I got a lot of stuff coming up. You know, we'll yeah. be traveling and uh, uh, different tournaments and trying to just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, thank you for investing in others like that. Thank you for taking the opportunity that God's given you to, to advance the gospel. I appreciate and, it. And uh, make an impact on others. I just pray that I can keep keep glorifying him through it somehow and stay out of my own way doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the challenge. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for checking us out. You didn't let me share my favorite Bible verse. Oh, well, you go ahead. Well, you go ahead. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what is your favorite Bible verse? I don't even want to talk about it now. I was all prepped. You was going to ask me what my favorite, favorite Bible verse was, and I was going to throw that out there. Uh, I don't even I care. I screwed now. it up now. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I could probably tell you, and you probably won't even know what it is. <laughs> what the verse is? Yeah. Uh, maybe not. I want to test your knowledge of Bible. Okay, I'm scared. <laughs> Deuteronomy 23, 12, and 13. That's what I live by. You know what it is? Uh-uh. That's what I'm going to start signing. Choose on. life? No. As for me and my house, we will serve? No. no you are so wrong. And you're a pastor? <laughs> Good, tell me. I'm gonna. It's gonna drive me crazy. You said I, Matthew or Deuteronomy? What? Twenty three. Twenty three. I'm not even gonna quote it, but I want you all to go out there and I want you to get your Bibles <laughs> out and I want you to read that and I want you to live by that. <clears throat> it's good talking to y'all. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll look it up and make sure I get it right. I'm gonna read it to you. All right. And I got to read it for word, but this is. This is it. Oh, so you don't know by heart. I do know you by heart. You had it ready, too. No, this is my screensaver. <laughs> this is Deuteronomy 23, verse 12 and 13. Also you shall have a place outside the camp where you, shall, where you may go out, and you shall have an implement among your equipment. And when you sit down outside, you shall dig with it and turn over and cover up your refuse. <laughs> How'd you know that? <laughs> you shared the ninja group. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you yeah, know, there's no way I was going to remember that no. one. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I want to get that this. on my jersey this year. That way people were looking it up. The refuge. Know? The refuge. Yeah. Refuse. Refuse. Your excrement, actually. <laughs> De depending on the – there's better in interpretations of it, though. Don't go in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> Cover up your excrement. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Thank I you. Appreciate you doing. I appreciate everything you do, and and you've been a great. Uh, you've been an absolutely great. Uh, both you and Adam uh, have been great friends and mentors to my kids, and a lot of what they are today. You guys can take some credit on that too. So definitely. Well, like I said, they've. I know for me and Adam both, they've definitely, it's been not just a one-way street. It's definitely been two ways because 
Uh, well, they love they're, you guys. They're, they're a joy to be around. All I love the fact that you guys take them out of my hair quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how many balls can you stand at one yeah. time? <laughs> I can tell you, four. Four's too many. <laughs> I love the fact you talk about you're going through the drive-thru, making all the orders. Oh. <laughs> I, get, I get tired of it just.